Welcome to the U. Our reviews will kill you. The fa-la-la-la-la of all holiday shows. This is uh, Holiday Spectacular. And I am the man they know as Z. And I am joined by the all-singing, all-dancing, regular Kevin. Yeah, that's me. It's, it's pretty much me. All-singing... <laughs> All Hi, dancing. Kevin. Hi. What is your question? Hi, Kevin. Whatever. Uh, next question, please. Hi, Kevin. Hello, loser. All right, <laughs> way in the back. Hi, Kevin. Does anyone here have an actual... <laughs> Hi, Kevin. I'm your biggest fan. I guess, I guess there's one out there. I guess there's at least one. And then the eighth bearded wonder of the world. There we go. Man. Guess what's back? After the silence that was last week, once again we have the soundboard, our music, and our technology has come back. Thank God. Yes, bring a more a little bit more liveliness to the show. So, Kevin, what is on the docket today? Actually, I kind of prefer agenda. It's a little more correct, but anywho, moving on. Today, I'm excited. Today, we're celebrating the holidays. Happy holidays to everyone out there listening of every faith. But specifically today, I would like to talk about my favorite holiday, Christmas, a special time of year. Oh, so special. When we all come together and celebrate the holiday cheer. I thought we were specifically celebrating the birth of Jesus. Boy, Seven pound, eight ounce, rocking and rolling baby Jesus. Dear baby Jesus, so cute you are in that manger. So cute. So cute. I, I wish I could take baby Jesus with me everywhere I go. He would bring me so much good luck. I'm jacked double Mountain Dew. <laughs> I'm straight up jacked. I don't know if that's all still politically correct or even relevant at this point. Getting it's, older. Baby Jesus is always relevant. Thank you. Very so what much. else are we doing? Well, besides celebrating Christmas, it is Once Upon a Spider-Verse. Today we're going to go into Deadpool 2, the PG-13 recut Christmas Spectacular. And after that, we're going to dip our toes in the Spider-Verse and see if we can follow what's going on. This is the animated Spider-Verse movie that just came out, correct? Oh, yeah. The preview you could catch at the end of Venom. True. All right. So, I mean, if we're going to talk about, you know, Christmas and the holidays, we're, of course, going to have to play some Christmas music. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold, cold outside. I've Wait a second. It's cold outside. outside. Evening has been hoping that you drop so hey. Yeah. You can't play this song anymore. Why not? It's... It's not right. It's 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 about it's it's, it's sexist. It's about a male chauvinist just forcing himself on this poor woman it's, who's trapped there. It's about a woman who is actually speaking up for herself and doing what she decides she wants to do and coming up with Which a reason she wants to stay and bang, even though society thinks that she needs to be proper and prim. Why? It, first so of all, so it's the exact opposite of what you think it is. Why is it even a, a Christmas song? 
Just because they say it's cold. Just because it plays every year? During <laughs> It's just one of those randomly added Christmas song that has been banned from across the world. You know what? I'm, I'm sick of this crap. I think there's not a Christmas song out there that's not offensive. I think should all be banned. All Christmas music? All Christmas music what? needs that's to be not banned. Very uh, ho- a- For someone who could be a stand-in mall Santa Claus, that's not very cheerful of you. Legally, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, anymore. You can't be within like a couple thousand feet of kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some, uh, Molly said something about that. Um, Molly. Kids and Kevin Megan. Bacon. It was Megan. I'm, not- <laughs> <laughs> There's some law with Megan. There's <laughs> some law can't with Megan involved. I'm not allowed anymore. around children. But go ahead. Try me. There's not a single Christmas song out there that's not offensive. No, 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 no. My family and I, we listen to Christmas music every year, all day. The, yeah, all yeah. day. And you, and you think it's all innocent. Go ahead. Spell yeah. some Christmas songs. Oh, God. Yeah, there's classic. All right. A very fun song. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. You know, it's about a kid. He catches his dad dressing up like Santa, but he doesn't know. And he sees him steal a sweet kiss. You're so sure that's his dad. Yeah, I actually think that's Mommy's cheating on Daddy, and you're forcing kids to uh, watch uh, softcore porn right there. (laughs) Softcore. No penetration. No penetration. So it's not horrible, but yeah, you're forcing little children to watch. Okay, that's just sick. material. Okay, let's go... Forget about Santa for a second. Just Christmas in general. The the Christmas song, you know, getting together with family. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Something exactly. Like that. Yeah. And how's how's that? Jack Frost ripping at your nose. Ripping off your nose. I, ripping off your nose. There's a there's a line that. later on. Uh, folks dressed up like Eskimos. Cultural appropriation says you're not allowed to sing those words. And what was the first word? Open fire. California was just triggered. <laughs> well, I don't. I didn't realize it had the Eskimo line in it. That's uh, that's kind of a shame. Yeah, those poor Californians with the wildfires. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Can't, can't say fire. Can't, no more fires. Okay. You know, okay. honestly, I I kind of always wondered who actually roasts chestnuts on fire. Uh, I think that's the only way to eat them. They yeah. like have to be roasted you or can't else eat them raw, or they'll or kill something. you. Yeah. Guess that's why I've never had a chestnut. <laughs> no, you've only had just regular nuts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on my chest. Oh, on my chest. chest. Different. Yes. Okay. All right. You want that one? Take that one. That's fine. Holly Jolly Christmas. You're not going to get rid of that. Holly Jolly Fishman. It's all about being cheerful and jolly during this time of year. That's right. Kiss her once for me because that's not one unwanted advance. Kiss Mm. her once for me. Mm. You know what? That that is kind of. If they were saying that from the female perspective, you'd be down. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would love to see her kiss her, but, you know. <laughs> it's just not the way this it is, goes. Go ahead. Go over to that girl and kiss her for me, too. Uh-huh. Sounds a little forced <laughs> to me there, buddy. Yeah, I guess on second thought. Now, aren't you, like, not supposed to make kids hug relatives that they don't want to? Can't that be, like, traumatic? Or no, that's just in church. Okay. Let's get <laughs> well, rid of that one, too. Scott's not allowed to hug anyone, so he doesn't. <laughs> also, know. there's a law against that as well. Oh. <laughs> That's called the everyone law, That's not everyone's just law. <laughs> All right, I got to think of something here. White Christmas. You know what? No, never mind. I'm dreaming nope. of a race. I think we can skip this one. I'm, I'm good. Christmas. You sure? I could help. But... <laughs> I, I, I think we got it. Santa Claus is coming to town. 
everyone gets excited for Santa. I mean, the night before, he sees can't you so when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Santa is a peeping Tom creeping on you in your sleep. <laughs> I mean, those are all that's alternative lyrics there, but I get the point. Okay. He's watching when you're sleeping. Okay, it's kind we get of it. freaking creepy. He might need a restraining order too. Who, Santa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ask Scott about that one. All right. I have a good lawyer. Okay, you know what? <laughs> an underdog story. Everyone loves an underdog story. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's perfect. It's, it's about this young reindeer. reindeer who was different, and he, he used his different... He was special, not yeah, different, funny. he found he, out. He, he was special once people realized that they had a use for him, and then when they didn't have a use for him, he was just cast aside. That is a story about bullying him, and nothing else. You would say cast he aside, he, he went down in history. Yeah, once the white guy needed him. Yeah, I guess it did take a uh, handsome white fella to take care of him. Yeah, I guess he kind of was working for him. Working for the man, if anything. Okay. Okay, speaking about the man. The man, the myth, the legend. An all-around good guy that you can't possibly destroy. Frosty the Snowman. Created from childhood innocence and magic. He was a gentleman. He even wore a top hat. <laughs> so why does Frosty he have to be a man? Snowman. Why can't it be a snow woman? Sounds rather sexist to me, buddy. Ducky Ask the fella. kids. They made him. Maybe they needed a father figure. It's fake news because uh, fake news. His magic isn't real. You can't say that to kids around this time of year. Well, you can tell them that there's creepy ass snowmen coming to life outside your house. How'd you feel like an army of snowmen just fake popped news. up? And uh, we're creeping out your window. There was a horror story about that, too. Yeah. Wasn't that called like... It's called Jack Frost. Yeah. (laughs) Did he make an army of snowmen? I don't know. I never saw that. Okay, let's forget about Jack Frost. We all want to forget about Jack Frost. Ripping off your nose. Okay. How about a love song? Santa Baby. Santa Baby, you're the one who makes bath time so no, much no, fun that's, no that's, no please no that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> wow. you just invited santa to take a bath with you that's uh, theme song there you go uh you mean the hooker what the gold digger no. she was blackmailing santa what? santa baby <laughs> just slip a sable under the tree slip a sable what does that mean a saber it's a sword Oh. She was also a murderer. She says something about stroking candy canes. Yeah, she was blackmailing him. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, okay. A 54 convertible. Are yep. you kidding me? Yeah. Right, so maybe she was a gold digger. <laughs> wow. She uh, wants a convertible under her tree. Maybe she was just really good that year. You don't know. Sure she was. Well, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. So, (laughs) all right. So Santa baby, Frosty the Snowman, you you got it. Okay. Um, Ah, I got it. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It's wholesome. It's about family and quiet time and peace. merry little fishman. And let's fast forward to the line about making the Yuletide gay. Make that Yuletide gay. Hey, you, you can't say that. You, you can't say it. You can't. You're not allowed to say it anymore. They meant joyful. 
Have nope. they taken that word? Is that word gone? That word is gone. That yeah. word is gone. It does Verboten. not mean what it means anymore. And Yuletide is heterosexual. So what? <laughs> is it Yuletide? Yeah, I don't even know what fuck Utah is. Yuletide? Utah. Well, there's Utah. Or YouTube. There definitely ain't no gays in Utah. <laughs> Whoa. I think you are They're very mistaken. Mormon. All right. I, I get your point. Okay. Something more uppity said a whole Uppity. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, something a little more jumpy and fun. Really partying. Jingle Bell Rock. You always have that at Christmas parties and, you know, during light shows. It's a fun, happy music about, or fun, happy song about. Fun, ha- fun happy music? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Animal abuse around the block. Around your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Whipping that horse. Oh, oh the horse died. Oh, oh no. Killing horses now. Think of the children. Sounds like Red Dead. <laughs> all right, all right. I think you're. I don't even have to say you're beating a dead horse, but, you know. <laughs> he sure is whipping one. Beating a dead horse to say you're beating a dead horse. I wonder if Yule Tide literally means like a Yule Tide. Oh, I don't know. Like the high tide or low tide? Sure. Whatever whatever you say. Florida's got red tide. Yeah, red tide. Well, tide. If they only added green to it, it would be more festive. Way, to put, a, green way to put a wicked curve into the skit, see? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just researching. Researching. Okay. All right. No more jingle bag bell rock. Well, I'm sure the jingle horses bags. are fine. No yes, more jingle, jingle bags. bags. Kind of like those nuts that are on your chest. <laughs> Keep them jingle bags yourself. Keep them jingle bags slinging low. <laughs> so I'm sure the horses are fine. So, Are you sure? About- Pretty sure they're not fine. <laughs> Let's hope. Winter Wonderland. Walking in a winter wonderland. Walking Forget the horses and the critters. I'm sure they're fine. The, the actual snow and nature and, and appreciating the beauty of winter. You're right. A story about two folks falling in love and getting and married only because Parson Brown demanded that they like did. Kind of sounds like a forced partnership to me. Forced partnership. You mean like an arranged marriage? Yes. And we know how well they work out. Usually someone winds up dead. Okay, I will... Take your word for that, Scott. <laughs> okay. Let's not turn my... <laughs> the ends in machine gun fire, always. Can you not and, turn my winter wonderland into Fargo? And sometimes it gets fun. Do you have any, like, uh, holiday bullets that you could fire off? <laughs> <laughs> holly jolly bullets? Holly I, jolly I might. Bullets. We'll have to play with that later. Some I have some other bullets. sounders I don't want to use just yet. Okay, okay. Don't <laughs> want to tip your hat. Tracers. Don't want to tip your hat. All right. Okay, so you've attacked a lot of my Christmas songs and just winter songs in general. What about something that I know you won't attack? The Hanukkah song. Our 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 Jewish brethren like to celebrate the holidays around this time. Yeah, as dude, well. I'm not Jewish. Don't force your beliefs on me. Oh, wait, no. What? Yeah, um, Adam Sandler. <laughs> okay. okay. Which, by the way, half of those celebrities aren't actually Jewish. I thought they were like half Jewish. There was there was a handful. There was a, there was a handful of them. I don't remember which ones, but there were three or four of them that like he just put in there because it rhymed. Really, I'm yeah. pretty sure he said OJ, not a Jew. He did. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the ones he said were Jewish. Some of them weren't actually Jewish. Which is it okay for non-Jews to say Jew? I think it, I think it doesn't really matter. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think non-Jews are still allowed to say Jew. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was the Jewish people. No. No, it's not. 
No worries. You know, a little more progressive well, than you dancing guys. Dancing on the edge there, aren't you, buddy? All right. You know what? Some I got to think of something. There's got to be one song, something fun, something <laughs> festive, something not about religion. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Sure, the premise is a little dark, but hit and run. It's a happy song. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. You know, no, there's not one grandma who's offended by that song. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all grandmas hate that song. That was a hit and run, and her murder is never really truly solved. Was she murdered or? Did that was murder in well, cold in cold blood. I thought it was just amputees. No, no. Well, the the song makes it. Well, not makes it sound. Yeah, she does get murdered in the song. But they made a nice little holiday cartoon special where she didn't actually die. She got amnesia and Santa took her back to his house to take care of her until she remembered. And I think her grandson ends up. Yeah, you're also up and you're also out. telling children that Santa doesn't exist. As well, for me and grandpa, we believe. I don't want my kids believing there's such a person out there. This is pretty awful. Uh, Murderous Santa. She she was off her medication and drunk on spiked eggnog and then wanders out into a s- snowstorm and then gets trampled by Santa. Jeez. Yeah, there you go. I was making a joke, but Z found out it actually was way darker than I originally <laughs> Jeez. I mean, the cover of the album, it was written in 1979 and it was released by uh, Elmo and Patsy Trigg Shrospire or Shropshire. And uh, if, if you looked it up, it's like this old white lady uh in a wreath like one of those like uh wreaths you would put out when someone was dead and she, <laughs> fit, and she fit in the wreath perfectly because when she was ran over it snapped her spine yeah but it's a point they were able to just bend her right into it it's kind of uh that's a little perverse released by epic records shame on you shame yep. for shame all right i'm i'm done with this i'm you're not ruining this for me there's got to be at least one song that you can't pick on and take from me do you hear what I hear? Can Do you, you hear, hear what, I hear? what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? What I hear is the a blatant bells, disregard for the, the hearing bells. impaired. <laughs> oh, come on. Scott, and then Scott just is I didn't hear that crush one everything. Jeez, Scott. <laughs> the hearing impaired, because they can hear this podcast and they can hear that song. They're very worried about, can you hear what I hear? The bells. Is this that song? Nah, this is oh. just a cue to oh. move on. To- no, this is just me being fed up and over this bit. Because you know what? You may have taken some Christmas music from me, but you're not going to take the spirit of like, Christmas. Take your cheer. The the meaning of Christmas, the passion of Christmas, the, the holiday cheer, the Christmas traditions that we've been celebrating as far as time can remember. <laughs> you mean just for the last hundred years? What? Christmas was banned in America until the 1900s. So Wait, if you're in the wild, the wild Puritans West. that came over to the country did not care for Christmas because it was based off of Saturnalia, which was pagan beliefs. And they didn't enjoy how raucous and angry horrible everything was. So they banned it in America until the 1900s when immigrants started coming over and bringing their customs. And the Catholic Church realized that they just pretty much had to give in in order for people to stay happy. They're just going to cave to uh, to uh, Christmas. 
Pretty so much. there is a war on Christmas, is what yep. you're saying. So, I yeah, mean, so. it's like who comes up with this? You so, bring a live tree into your house. So your traditions that are full less than 100 years old. Did you hear that you if you you have to be careful about bringing the tree in your house? Yeah, because, lantern bugs. Well, not only Spot that, fly. but also uh, praying mantis eggs. Yeah, praying mantis traps. You don't want them to hatch inside your house because the, the nest has like a thousand praying mantises. Yeah, and they mantai each what other. Mantai. Mantai. Uh, the other weird thing, did you do you know the basis for tinsel? Uh, no. Is that a band? No, tinsel that goes on your tree. Oh, yeah, that the break, you know, metallic garland stuff. Yeah, it's poisonous. No, it's well, lead. it's based based on the uh, <laughs> Christmas. It's, ma- it's spider. made of lead. It's poisonous. It's made of poison. It's uh, Christmas spiders. So if you like spiders, you like tinsel. There you go. Wait, you get that? spiders and tinsel? Yep. Yeah. That's something to think about day, when you're going to sleep. One day there was a, t- a tree that wasn't decorated, and these two spiders decided to spray all their webs around it to make it decorative for the holiday festival. That's where tinsel comes from. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. I don't know why I went that way. I expected <laughs> that song to go, but whatever. So what else do you want to ruin, Scott? Scott ruins most things. Well, I mean... You can't take much more from me. I mean, think of classic things. Like, when you think Christmas besides a tree, you think the Yuletide log roasting on the fire. Yeah, you know that's North Norse mythology, right? No. That originated in Northern Europe. The like Yuletide Thor? log was, yeah, like Thor. The, they, they found the biggest log they could find and then would burn it to celebrate the birth of the sun. Yeah, that's Norse. That's not An Odin. Christmas. Yeah, that's a... Uh, yeah, that's that has nothing to do with Christmas, dude. Okay. It was actually actually when they do it, it was a, it was a complete drunken festival. They would just burn the biggest log they could find. They would get drunk like crazy, and then they would celebrate. and And, and the idea was to ward off the, the winter the winter uh, uh, depression that everyone was going through. So it was just another excuse for a party. So wrong. What about uh to ward off Krampus too? Gotta keep that fella away. Yeah, I think we touched on him last year. Do you know who Krampus is? There, uh, Kevin. The Christmas demon. Yeah. Who Big whips children demon. with uh like hickory switches or something. Not licorice switches. Aw. And he sticks them into bags. Right? Scott knows all about that. Yep. Like a sack, like Santa stuffing Paul? kids yes. right into in a, to sack. a sack. He throws them in a the sack and drags so them. So is that out. a Santa sack with toys? It's a sack with children in it. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> does, he, does he give children to the toys? Mm, no, I think he just tortures them. Oh. He just takes bad children away. Guess that's why we don't celebrate, you know, songs about Krampus. All about Santa. <laughs> we should. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay, well, forget the log. That's just burning a big log. Okay, so what? They get drunk and have fun. Let's talk about something more important. A more important piece of wood. The tree. The classic Christmas tree. Yeah, that's uh, also just a celebration of uh, the sun and the gods. They would bring them in and decorate them and celebrate nature. That was all part of Saturnalia. Saturnalia is actually the origins of Christmas. It would just be a raucous celebration where everyone would get drunk and go gambling and singing, cross-dressing. There was no crime for a full week. It was like the reverse purge. It was. It was basically was the purge. I mean, for for beginning on December nineteenth, they would start Saturnalia, which was a week of drunken debauchery where murder, rape, and theft were all legal. 
Wow. This this is the origins of Christmas. Sounds like a party. That, that's not the Christmas I know, okay? The the Christmas I know, it's... Hallmark card Christmas. Okay, I'm going to defend that. Hallmark cards, yeah, I, I get the term you mean, but it's not bad giving presents. It's it's the spirit of giving that we're, we're partially really? celebrating. Because presents ruin about uh, $200 billion worth of money every single year. Really? You say when you ruin? when you when you when you give a present to somebody, it loses fifty percent of its value right off the top. So when I buy Z, you have this real nice guitar. I'm gonna buy you another guitar for a hundred dollars. But you already have this super expensive guitar that you play all the time. So what's the guitar I just gave to you worth? Less. Way less. Just lost value. Just like a car rolling off exactly. the lot. And do you really know what people want every year? How hard is it to pick gifts for people? It's impossible. So chances are that gift you buy for somebody is going to be worth nothing to them. So you might as well just take that money and throw it right on top of that Yule log and let it burn. Or just get a gift card. Gift card. <laughs> That's pretty much the way to go. Just get a gift, gift card. card Christmas. And, that, and that way money will retain its value and you won't have to give somebody an ugly sweater that they're going to throw away. Okay. So let's say people save their money and not buy presents. What about they give their presents? It, it's about being together, you know? I mean, there's there's parties, festivities, and family time, and Eggnog. even those special loved ones where you want to grab close and hold under the mistletoe. You do know there's more fights, murders, and, and, and separation of families during the holidays than any other time of the year. It is the most depressing time of year, right? Yeah. I think there's like some sort of fact somewhere. It's, it's it's during it's during the winter, which is the whole reason that whole Saturnalia thing that we'll touch on again. It, you know, it was a celebration to get rid of it. It was the end of the harvest, so they celebrate the end of the harvest and the late days beginning to get longer and longer and longer. But, but no, there's there's good things to celebrate. That's us, you guys, being Scrooges. You know, I mean, what about grabbing that special loved one and? Catching them under the mistletoe. Oh, you mean that parasitical plant that kills trees? That can't be true. You do know that myth- that in Norse mythology, mistletoe arrows was what killed the god Balthasar. Oh, and also in Saturnalia, um, the sacrifices, the human sacrifices in Saturnalia, they would use mistletoe to kill people. They would poison them with mistletoe. Well, yeah, and mistletoe. It is surprising. It is a parasitic. Uh, was like a bush or something. Yeah, it's it's a parasitic bush. It kills whatever it's growing on. Um, in in like I said, in mythology, it was used made it made into an arrow to kill a god. And in real life, they would use it to poison their human sacrifices during the festival of Saturnalia. That, that doesn't sound like the spirit of Christmas, you know. All this talk about human sacrifices and and, and poison arrows, you know. Why why can't we get back to Decorating the tree and baking gingerbread men. Oh, you mean the uh, gingerbread, uh, the the man-shaped uh, bread uh, treats that they made during the festival to celebrate the human sacrifices again? You do know that what they did, they 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 would don somebody called the Lord of Misrule. And what that was was a homeless guy that they said, you're going to be the Lord of Misrule. And they would don him with food and let him take part in sexual pleasures and enjoy himself. And then, at the, and then at the end of the whole thing, they would kill him. <laughs> but they would murder him. He would be the dicks. human sacrifice who just took a week indulging in all the sins of the flesh 
and then they decide, you know what, let's kill him, and that's what's going to make the rest of us all much happier. So he's the representation of the gingerbread man? Yep, that was what the uh, the gingerbread-shaped pastries were, was... Uh, a was, reference was to a reference to the human sacrifice that took place <clears throat> during Saturnalia. Tasty. I think I just lost my appetite. Mm, okay. Gingerbread man. Okay, let's let's get away from those old, outdated traditions that you know they don't really matter anymore. What matters now is celebrating with the idea of the spirit of Christmas. And who better to represent the man himself, <clears throat> Santa Claus, the ultimate Oh, you mean the giver. old drunken man who was uh, represented as a boozer until uh, Prohibition came around? Oh, don't you go after his red oh, rosy cheeks. Oh, yeah. Before that, drunk. he was a drunken fool that would wander through the streets, and then Prohibition came around, so they had to clean up his image a little bit. You want to know where else Santa was used? There was a Santa-themed KKK rally back in Mississippi in 1874. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's well, kind of Actually, silly. Santa didn't even live in the North Pole until 1880 when someone depicted him as staring at children through a telescope. <laughs> so that's, so that's, so that? that's when he moved to, uh, to, the, to the North Pole, was when they realized that he was watching children through a, um, a telescope. Nothing creepy about that. Mm, not at all. I mean, well, when you Well, the real like Santa Claus, the actual St. Nicholas... Uh, was famous for giving generous gifts to the poor. Actually, it wasn't giving gifts to the poor. He actually snuck into a house with three young girls and hid gold in their stockings so they didn't have to become prostitutes. Yeah, that's pretty close to the story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, he's still saint for doing that, yeah, keeping prostitutes off the streets. It started as a pure act of kindness. He was thinking of the children. Did you know him? The Dutch, there was St. Nicholas. He would roam the streets with his friend. He did, they didn't have elves back there. He, uh, he would roam the streets with his buddy, uh, Black Peter. You mean Sinterklaas? No, 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 no. St. Nicholas would roam the streets back in old Dutch days with Black Peter, which was a white kid wearing blackface. I think they still do that now. Yeah, they do still do that. Now, now they try to say that his face is like that because he's dirty from coming down the chimney. Yet his clothes are still pristine. It's, so is uh, Sinterklaas. He's got clean clothes. It's uh, it's not PC. No, not at all. Don't know if that flies today. <coughs> okay. All right. So you ruined you ruined quite a few things for me. Did you ever hear of the Saint Nicholas pickle barrel? Oh God. Wait. Actually, yeah, I know this one. Well, okay, not the barrel. I mean, I'm. Do you have a Saint Nicholas pickle? Well, I'm. My family's mostly German, and you know, every year we the family gathers around and we hide the pickle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna rephrase that. You hide the pickle, huh? So, going back over that to reiterate and hopefully forget that. So, the German tradition we is we go we hide the pickle. Oh God! We need to hide the pickle. Hide the pickle. I know Ertohad's hides the pickle. You know, the pickle barrel, the story was that he found a pickle barrel, but it wasn't filled with pickles. It was filled with dismembered children. What? Yeah. Say yeah, that's what? That's what St. Nick found was a pickle barrel filled with dismembered children. Why? Because, I mean, the story goes on that he brought all those dismembered children back to life. Okay. So, but yeah, that's what he found. That's what the pickle barrel is. <laughs> so so whenever you see the pickle barrel, together. just think that it's a barrel full of... 
dismembered. Because I see a lot of pickle barrels these days. Um, but what he sewed together a bunch of uh, disturbing children and turned them into elves? Uh, I, probably. I mean, every story, every story goes one way or another, so it could be that way. Franken elves. So basically, every time my family hangs a pickle ornament on the tree. You're celebrating dismembered children. And whoever pickles. finds it gets a present. So I'm going to keep playing. Yep. Pickles. You know, it's fun because, you know, we are a review show. So I, I have to ask, Kevin, what is your favorite Christmas movie? <clears throat> I, I'm old school, man, at heart as a millennial. I, I learned to appreciate some of the classics that you guys had. Like, it's a wonderful life. Wrong, you guys, wrong, what wrong, do you think wrong. we are? You wrong, guys, wrong, wrong, wrong. We were born in the fifties. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, that was a flop, right? That movie was an absolute flop. It was in and out of theaters in days, and didn't make a dime of money. It was considered one of the worst movies of all time. It was actually so bad that when copyright uh, renewals came around, they didn't even bother. They threw it away. The reason why that movie is such a holiday movie and everyone knows it is because cheap-ass TV stations would play it over and over and over again because it was free. Burn it into your brain. Burned it into your brain. So just the complete repetition of this movie being played every year for Christmas because stations are cheap meant that became a Christmas favorite. But in fact, it was a flop. Which movie was that? Miracle on 34th Street? Or? It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, don't 19, take Miracle 1946. Can you, can you not read something you're about to read about Miracle? <laughs> um, I don't know. I've never seen it, so I don't have anything to say about it. Oh. Guess I'm safe <laughs> on that one. You're safe for now. We haven't done enough research, apparently. <laughs> I'm only going off of what CNN says. Yeah, and by the way, CNN does not include Die Hard on their Christmas movies, which we've already uh, destroyed that argument from last year. I'm just saying, I mean, it takes place at a Christmas party. He gets back together with his wife. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Because it has know. the fundamentals of Christmas. Like violence, gunfire, screaming, yelling. Yeah, that murder. was that was our uh, our our uh, premise rules for a Christmas movie last year, as we were telling uh, <clears throat> some guy whose name I can't remember. Some dude who like, just in order shows in order up. to be a Christmas movie, you need death, murder, you need a couple of these things. Yeah. Uh oh. Speaking of death and murder, what are we reviewing first? Well, I'm assuming, by uh, Scott's overzealous trigger finger, Deadpool 2, or as we're calling it now, Once Upon a Deadpool, the PG-13 Christmas Extravaganza. Did it feel like a Christmas extravaganza? Could it be considered a Christmas movie now? Hmm... Well, according to Deadpool, I mean, he's like Santa. He, you know, goes he around dresses visiting red. people. He dresses and in red and murders people. That's Santa. <laughs> Discovers dismemberment as a fun time, right? Apparently we're not too far off. <laughs> he wears his red cap. He's got a list. He's checking it twice. Who's been naughty and who's he going to murder? Yeah, I think that qualifies. So they reframed uh, Deadpool 2. Mm -hmm. What are the... Um, 
I heard a lot of the money's going to charity. And in fact, I feel like they should have advertised that more than they actually did. What yeah. do the uh, what what does Rotten Tomatoes say about the movie? Because I've heard some bad things about it. Uh, well, Once Upon Deadpool, it's uh, 55% tomato Audience 54. So even the hardcore fans didn't really like it that much. Go ahead and read that critic consensus. Uh, Once Upon a Deadpool retains enough of the franchise's anarchic spirit to entertain, but doesn't add enough to Deadpool 2 to justify its own existence. Kind of agree with that. Like they, They added some deleted scenes and stuff from the first one. And then obviously from the trailer, you know, the stuff with Fred Savage. And that, that was the good stuff. I mean, Fred Savage Savage stuff. Oh yeah. I could have done without the deleted scenes. Like they were deleted for a reason. Uh, So, uh, no, but the, the Fred Savage. Yeah. I mean, was it worth paying to see it in theaters again? So maybe the, well, again, from my understanding, a large portion of any proceeds was going to charity, right? which I don't think they did a good job of explaining to people. Nah, I no, I do think it would have been a much larger uh, audience if uh, they had done that. Yeah, I had no idea people, until I, you just told me that anything was going to charity. And last night, I think, what, uh, we were two of the two, only four people? Yeah, there were four people in the theater. Yeah. Well, it's because you go to boondock theaters, but... Excuse me, I used to work at that theater, thank you. <laughs> no, no, this wasn't out in Lancaster. This was closer to Philadelphia. This was like the 1050 at night showing, though. Oh, so I'm sure it probably had um, larger numbers earlier in the night. But when we were there, there was nobody there. Well, well, they also made it PG-13, which I heard wasn't that successful, too. Yeah, it did. You did lose a lot of what made Deadpool as great as it really was. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the fights weren't anywhere near. There was no blood spray at all. That was the one thing you noticed right away. Every time he cut somebody, no blood. Every time he shot somebody, (laughs) no blood. It wasn't there at all. Because a, a lot of people perceived it as a cash grab, but uh, Ryan Reynolds says that every one dollar of every ticket sold will be donated to the Fudge Cancer um, charity, which I think is is pretty good. You got to think, you know, movies as as much money as you think goes into movies. It's 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 a little more complicated than people think. Uh, and you liked it reframed as the Princess Bride? Did you did you get that? I mean, I I thought it was pretty obvious. I but. Anyone? I mean, the Princess Bride is a classic. Everyone loves it, and whoever has watched Princess Bride even once knows that yeah, it it worked. It worked really good. So they could have done a different movie, just not Deadpool two necessarily. Mm, I I wouldn't say that. I mean, the whole reason why the Princess Bride thing worked is because Deadpool is so crazy and fanatical and stuff like that i don't know if they would have reframed another movie as that kind of feel like the fourth wall break was needed i mean he he tied fred savage down to the bed it was kidnapping yeah and, and you that's do not know a, and that's fred, not a spoiler because we see that in the trailer yeah and you know fred savage was the same kid from princess bride okay just making sure everybody <laughs> out there knows. Deadpool. kind of from marvel movies we are marvel yeah but you know you're Marvel licensed by Fox. It's like if the Beatles were produced by Nickelback. It's music, but it sucks. Hey, that's it. I'm done. I've had it with all this Nickelback hating, right? You think that makes you cool with the cool kids in school, Fred? No, it just makes me right. It doesn't. (laughs) They're overproduced, formulaic ear garbage. (laughs) Oh, really? Ear garbage. You know who might disagree with that? Facts. 
50 million albums worldwide, 11th best-selling musical act of all time, Billboard's most successful rock group of the last decade, six Grammy nominations, 12 Juno Awards, those count, six <laughs> Billboard Music Awards, two American Music Awards, one People's Choice Award, Canadian, and a partridge in a pear tree. Was this in the Sorry. movie? No. Some no. of it was, some of it wasn't. So the first the, five the, the seconds. First pa- the first part of that, when he was comparing Deadpool and Nickelback, <sighs> yes. But then that part where he went through the awards, that wasn't in the movie. That was just a YouTube add-on. I mean, I probably could have watched like almost a whole movie around that. Uh, just it, so, <clears throat> so Cable shows up. And I, I don't think we really have to spoil anything on this because the movie's been out for fucking years. The only thing we really spoil is the Fred Savage stuff. Cable, show, Cable shows up. They jump back to the bedroom with Fred Savage and Deadpool. And he goes, wait. You got cable? Deadpool's like, huh? You got cable? Yeah. You mean cable, son of Scott Summers and Gene Craze, blah, 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 and goes on about all this stuff that cable is. Comic book nerddom. I was in heaven. (laughs) And what's he say? Uh, Wait, you mean to tell me the son of uh, Scott Summers and Madeline Pryor, Gene Gray's clone, and he just goes on down the rabbit hole, and then he's like, who eventually leads to strife? You're telling me a character with such an integrated, diverse backstory, you actually got that and did that, right? (laughs) And I'm sure that you paid proper homage to that. You made sure that you explained it and, and gave him every ounce of respect and explained who he was. And here's Deadpool scratching his head. <laughs> well, well, you got the time travel part, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he did a real good job of making fun of his own movie as well. well he had a lot good. of fun with that. Which that's, that's kind of why you need the fourth wall, because like, that's one of the best parts about Deadpool. I mean, he, he is, to my knowledge, the only fourth wall breaker. And uh, there was actually an article that I just read. Deadpool will be the only character to acknowledge that Stanley is gone. So go see this. Let your money go to charity and stay until the very end because there's a credit Please. scenes. There's an end credit scenes and there's after end credit scenes, which is actually uh, um, it was probably like three minutes. Yeah. Three or four it's, minutes. It's worth it. It's a tribute. Of, of tribute to Stan Lee where they were playing one of his interviews and they were showing him and, <sighs> and, and who he was and what he believed. That's cool. It, and it was, and I mean, seeing it there surprised the hell out of me, but yeah. I guess this is the only thing that really is out right now for Marvel. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was at the very end of it. It was a real cool surprise. Yeah, well, that's it was, cool. It was really touching. I mean, you, you know, anyone who loved Marvel loves Stan. And just like Scott said, this completely surprised me. In the end of Deadpool, you think, oh, what funny little, they're going to do Ferris Bueller again, or what are they yeah. doing for the last? And then you just see Stan this behind the scenes shot and it, I, I won't ruin it for anyone, but it, uh, it, it had me for a minute. I, I really, I really missed him for a minute. So oh. good job uh-huh. on that. Definitely go see Kevin. For Kevin cried. Excelsior. Kevin was crying a little bit. And yes, and yes, they put Excelsior up. up on the screen. Of yeah. course they did. Had to. Well, that's good. I, I, I think, um, maybe we'll, we did Deadpool. I, I think it would have been a great DVD release from what you guys are saying. Um, at least money's going to charity. Well, here's yeah. the fun thing is everyone that went ahead and bought Deadpool 2 on Blu-ray now has to buy it again because sure, that, now you have to buy the Deadpool <clears throat> 2 with the Christmas special. Okay, I guess it. that is a cash grab. So, Because that's what I think the perception was, that this is that just this a cash grab. That this was a cash grab. grab. Yeah. Uh, if, if they advertise more strongly that this was going to charity, 
that whole cash grab theory would have gone been laid to rest. Well, I think what you said about the DVD thing too kind of rubbed people the wrong way because I don't think it's going to make a ton of money. So, all right, next on to the next one. So we uh, we're going into the Spider Verse. Ooh, Spider Man, Spider Man. So eight point eight out of ten. And uh, what? Eight point eight out of ten on on a IMDb. Ah, so that's at a fifteen thousand sixty one. Oh, we didn't look at how many reviewers. What about on Rotten Tomatoes? That I got right here. Ninety seven. Hot damn. Mm-hmm. And ninety five percent audience score. Not gonna lie, the after credits was this w- worth it? Completely worth it. Stay till the end. So there's after credits. There's, scenes there's credits. Too. Yeah, at the very end of the credits, it's really good yeah. surprise. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't so into like what Sony did with Venom, where they added. I, I don't mind the extra credit scene introducing Carnage. Yeah, that's actually but the preview. I was hoping to see a Venom Spider-verse. commercial at the end of Spider Verse. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not. The uh, I don't. I might have already said this, but that. Five minutes of Into the Spider Verse from the end of Venom did not interest me. In there was no reason. Venom. There was no reason. Yeah. It was not the time or place for that trailer at the end of Venom. It made no sense whatsoever. If they kept the Spider Verse commercials, you know, everywhere else, it would have made sense. But that was the wrong place for it. It definitely didn't get me interested in seeing it. The only thing that's been interesting is that it got such amazing reviews, and people are saying it's literally the best Spider-Man movie ever made. What do you guys think about that? Yes. Yes? Really? Yes, absolutely. That strongly? It was fun. Better it was than a cartoon. Homecoming? It was, I haven't seen Homecoming yet. Oh, my God. You <laughs> piece I, of garbage. Yeah. First you off, human I'm going to disagree with that. While it was garbage, good, trash. It, first off, there's a reason. It's like it should be, you know, PG-13, not because, oh, it's like too, uh, well, there's some dark parts. But anyway, main premise. There's a couple real tense things. Some of the villains are actually really tense. Yeah. As well as the storyline. Don't, don't, don't take your five-year-old. Yeah, with multiple dimensions and multiple spider people, like, it, it's kind of, it might be a little too Also, chaotic. if you're prone to seizures from flashing lights. Oh, good God. I thought the animation was a little distracting when I watched the five-minute. Oh, yeah. No, actually, I think they did right with the animation. Uh, they did the old school comic book animation. When he had a flashlight, they pixelated it. So it was all the little tiny dots like it used to be Stipple. in the thing. When they did a close-up of the characters, they would show the lines in their faces. It, it, I think they did, actually did really good with the animation and paying homage to what the, car, the comic books used to be. Uh, and do you guys know who the directors were, by the way? On the uh, Spider-Verse? Lord yeah. and Taylor. No, uh, that's not the No. Uh, Lord, Lord and Taylor? Chris, it's Miller and Lord. Scroll Lord. down. Uh, I have for oh, that's Spider-Verse, weird. Bob Per. Oh, the writers were Lord. Hit, look, hit more credits. Up top there, there's like one more credit and then two. Down where the directors are. Yeah, right there. Uh, See where it says more for. credits? Yes, one more credit. Yeah. Rodney Rotham? Those are the directors. The third director. Okay. Well, Phil Lord, I thought his partner Miller was, was part of it too because they did interviews for this. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is accurate because they were the guys who were fired for doing Solo and had it all redone. And screwed up Solo. 
Yeah. I'm going to look this up because I don't think that that's accurate. Because I saw them being interviewed. Yeah, I mean, might have fake news. It's on their page. It's weird. Which page is that on? That was IMDb. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's not creepy at all. Does whatever Spider-Man can. Can a swing from a web. (laughs) (laughs) So you recommend it. You say this was... uh, are highly recommended. I highly recommend it. I think it's awesome. Um, I'm going to call an audible on you. On me. On, well, both of you. I'm trying to find... I'm looking for... I was looking for my um, my spoiler here. We'll use this. <coughs> what are you spoiling? Spider-verse? Spoiler to the Spider-verse. Are you going to ruin this for me? Too soon. I am. I am going to ruin this for you. You, you know, Bastard. so in every storyline, Mary Jane survives. There's every storyline, Gwen dies, except for the one where she becomes Spider-Girl. Spider-Woman. It would be Spider-Woman. Woman. So this Peter Parker that is portrayed in this film, fast forward to his Mary Jane dying... Of radioactive semen. No, are you serious? Yes. Get the F out of here. In one universe, Mary Jane dies from cancer, from radioactive poisoning from Spider-Man. Are you serious? And in the comic books, he says, I didn't know I was poisoning you from being so close to you and from loving you. So yes, Mary Jane dies from radioactive cum. That actually happened in one of the comic books. Mm-hmm. Sadly. It's called Spider-Man Reign, a four-issue four miniseries of 2006-2007. That's pretty dark. The worst spookaki of all time. Jesus. Jesus. R. Kelly as Spider-Man. Uh, this is dark. Wow, that's really dark. Dr. Octopus digs up Mary Jane's body to torment Spider-Man. Thanks, Doc Ock. Okay. Put on your radiation Put on your radiation suit. I'm about to come. <laughs> That is, uh, they had to include that in the movie? That's in the movie? No, no. that's not in the movie. Oh, but that's just a that, story. That is the Mary Jane that he goes back to. That who goes back to? That Peter Parker goes back to. So It has be. to be. It Why? has to be, because that's the Peter Parker that was getting older and got married to Mary Jane. And the reason, okay, so now we are really are going to spoil shit. Stop spoiling everything. I called spoiler earlier, shut up. So... They, they divorce, and then he goes to the other universe, and then he goes back to her, and they reconcile. Well, then that's the Mary Jane that dies from radioactive semen. No, that might not be. That it, could... it has to be. That's the older Peter who you got married to Mary Jane. And then the, the, and when he goes back, he's ready to have kids. So what do you think is happening there? That doesn't mean every Peter Parker is radioactive. You're 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 assuming that every Peter Parker is then radioactive. That's the Peter Parker. It has to be. 
It has uh, to be the Peter Parker that poisoned his wife. So they don't reference that his story semen. at all. No. Okay. So thanks for that diversion there, Scott. This, this where is not, I said PG thirteen, not R. Yeah, Scott's going for the hard R. High death. Rated X. What are you spoiling now? Cream pie murder. I don't even know. That is why you should always pull out, kids. Jesus. Think of I don't think radioactivity works like that, Scott. I think you need to go back to school. Just saying. How, how do you know that it's not the Mary Jane from... Scott doesn't after, know nothing. After Civil War, Mephisto, <laughs> or after Aunt May gets killed or in the hospital about to die, Mephisto comes to Peter Parker and Mary Jane saying, I'm tired of souls. I want to make a deal for your true love. So in, in, you know, in return for me saving Aunt May's life and making it so everybody forgets that you're Spider-Man, which you revealed through Civil War in the comics, the actual good version, I'm going to take away your true love and you and Mary Jane never got married. Wrong, how do you, wrong, wrong, wrong. How do you know? How do you know it's not wrong, that one? Wrong, I just know. Wrong, wrong. I just know. You don't know. I can feel it down in my cockles that this Mary Jane will die. More like your cankles. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know where the ankle ends and the half begins. Aside from ruining Christmas, is there anything else we needed to talk about today? I mean, he's kind of ruined Christmas and Spider Man for me. Now yeah, now you ruined Spider Man too. This drink. So wrong. Say what's in this drink. All right, Cosby. Uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you get a winner of a Cosby joke. You know what? I I know what this song needs. A little Spanish fly. <laughs> Everything's made better with machine guns. Like the best Christmas movie ever. Ho ho ho! Now I have a machine gun. It's a great line. Or like oh, Christmas, or man. like Christmas in my house. Yeah, with you and your mom. Baby, it's <laughs> <Welcome> <laughs> that so, was your first one. <laughs> what? <don't, laughs> it's my first joke all night. Oh, uh, thanks, there, folks. Uh, so, if you yeah. like what you heard here tonight, you can go over to Instagram and follow us at orc underscore you you can go over to youtube and find us by searching our reviews will kill you go to facebook.com slash our reviews will kill you and i'm not even gonna bother with fucking viewer anymore <laughs> and orc you is still brought to you for free because of our friends kind of like blue iron a blue iron productions and the scout will kill you productions available on amazon video with your amazon prime subscription and our friends over at scoutwillkillyou.com, the podcast empire featuring such shows as the Doncast. Donnie, call me. You need to make more shows. And the K101 podcast. The K stands for kink. Kinky. Kinky. Well, that's not a show that's PG-13 either, by the way. No, that is a show for adult consumption. <laughs> like adult beverages. So, uh, again, from all of us here to all of y'all at home, we love y'all.